Hi Emma, thanks for meeting with me today. Hi Chris, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'll make this as pain-free as possible. What we want to find out is about the participant engagement team. Can you tell me what your department is responsible for? Yeah, of course. Um, so our team's responsibility within CMAX is to recruit volunteers to the studies that are run here. So we have a call centre where we process inbound and outbound calls from interested volunteers. We'll help them find a study that they may be suitable for, but the main purpose of our phone call with potential volunteers is to screen them to determine if they might be eligible for the study and arrange for them to come in for a medical screening appointment. Can I ask, where do they come from? Yeah, so we have an amazing marketing team that work with us that put the word out there for the studies that are run here. So volunteers will either see our advertisings um, or they'll jump onto the CMAX website where we have all of our studies listed, find one that's interested in them, then they'll either call our call center directly or they can apply online and we'll give them a call. When we think about the, the studies available, where do you get that information about the study? Yeah, so our team work very closely with the study team, in particular the clinical projects manager um, who will inform us of new upcoming studies. They'll provide us with the study protocol. Once that's HREC approved, then we create a phone screen questionnaire based on the inclusion exclusion criteria in that protocol. Is that what your team does, is actually build the questionnaires from the protocol? So we, yeah, we create the questionnaires. We'll have a specific one um, for each study, um, looking in detail at the inclusion exclusion criteria that we'll use once we've determined a study of interest with the volunteer. We'll take them through the series of questions, which goes quite in depth into their medical history, lifestyle habits, uh, based on the protocol. Um, so we can determine if they're eligible. Yeah, that's um, an interesting process. So as far as like the questionnaire that gets designed by your team, does that have to get approved? Not by a HREC committee. Um, it does go through, we do send it to the CPM who will review, ensure that we're not missing anything, ensure that the, everything from the inclusion exclusion criteria is accounted for in the questionnaire. And then once they've approved it and the study's approved, then we can start recruiting. So when I go to the CMAX website, I see that there's a big page with a lot of studies on there. So is that what you guys do? Yes. So yeah, we maintain the uh, current trials page on the website. We list all the current studies, um, maintain the, the study dates on the website. Um, so that's all always available for our volunteers to view. And that's something that your team manages and looks after is the whole website yes. and the information about the studies on that? Yes, that's correct. So we have a dedicated participant engagement officer on each study that is in control of their studies and ensuring that the website is maintained for their studies. Who or what teams in CMAX? Yeah, so I guess if we start uh, at the beginning, we are regularly in contact with the business development team um, to have discussions mostly on feasibility of studies that they're looking at bringing in. Um, we'll give some feedback on how possible or easy, difficult the studies may be um, and some feedback on maybe some amendments that could be made uh, so that we can meet the sponsor's needs. Can I ask about that yeah. process? So yeah. when you're meeting with business development team, <laughs> is that before we've accepted the study or is that once CMAX have accepted to take on the study? Yeah, so both. 
actually. Um, so we'll meet with them at various points throughout the journey of, of them bringing in a study. Um, so when they're looking at bidding on a study um, and they're looking at costing, they might ask for our inputs so they can cost appropriately before they're awarded the study. And then once we are awarded, then there's continuous conversations um, about any feedback we may have on, on the study so that uh, we can ensure that we're going to meet the sponsor's expectations. Can you give me an example of something that you would discuss with BD about that, like an example yeah, of that? Yeah, so we look quite closely at the inclusion and exclusion criteria um, as an example of something quite often um, sponsors will look at having their studies as male only. That obviously reduces the population of volunteers that we could potentially recruit to the study, making it more challenging for us. So we'll often suggest that they open it up to include females as well. Um, and therefore we have a better chance of recruiting for their study successfully. So once the study uh, has been awarded to CMAX and it's up and running, we have a lot to do with the study team. So at a higher level, we're constantly in contact with the project manager who will, um, like I said before, review our questionnaire. Um, they will provide us with the dates of the study. They'll keep us updated on the progress of HREC approval um, and inform us of when it has been approved or when um, documents such as the informed consent form has been changed and there's a new version approved. Um, we also have uh, a lot of contact with the study coordinators and assistants so that they can help us keep an eye on uh, recruitment targets to ensure that we're meeting all of our targets. Is that a formalised relationship, like you're meeting with them regularly or do you schedule actual times or is it more organically where they go, hey, just giving you a heads up that we, we still need five more or how does that happen or is yeah. it quite structured? Yeah, so we regularly meet with the project managers once per week um, for an overview on the studies and a status update. Um, but in terms of the study coordinators and assistants, it's quite organic, just as needed. Any other teams that you deal with on a regular basis? Yeah, so we see um, the screening Apart from team. the training team when you don't read your SOPs <laughs> and need to do your hand hygiene, right? Never, because my team's <laughs> always up to date with them. <laughs> uh, no, we, we do see the screening team quite a lot. So who's the screening team? Um, so, the, so the screening nurses and the doctors, um, as well as the day clinic receptionist. So when um, the volunteers have been through our process, um, we've allowed them into the study. Yeah. Um, we'll book them in for their medical screening appointment. So that's when they will actually come into our facility to go through the consenting process with the doctors and further eligibility um, with the screening nurses. If at any point something happens during that process, they're not eligible or they decide uh, not to consent, not available for the dates or something like that, for example, they'll come, uh, they'll get in contact with us um, so that we can uh, see that volunteer, try to get them in for another study. So let's take it from the perspective of a, a volunteer. So a volunteer comes in yep. and they go through a screening process and they're successful. Uh, does your team continue that journey for them? Yeah, so our responsibility is essentially until they come in for their screening appointment. Once they leave after their screening appointment, that responsibility for contact with the volunteer is handed over to the study team. So Unless if they're excluded, right? Correct. And then you step back in <laughs> and, and then, you go, hey, let's not lose them. Let's find something else for them to do. 
Yes, correct. Yep. So once that, yeah, I guess once they've screened and they're eligible for a study, that's when it's handed over. We'll do as much work as we can to find them a study that they're suitable and eligible for. Um, but yes, once they've left their medical screening appointment, if they're eligible, that's when the study team will take over. And that's why we have such a need for constant communication with the, the study team. So we can keep track of how many volunteers they have confirmed for checking, yeah. for example. And I know that you manage the participant database. Is yes. that, can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. So we have a purpose-built database. Uh, for CMAX, it currently has just under 42,000 volunteers wow. in there. That's a lot of phone calls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that will be a mix of active and inactive volunteers that the marketing team also used to reach out to via text messages and emails or EDMs is the technical term um, to offer them studies that they might be interested in and then they will get in contact with us. Um, so yes, my team's constantly in that database, keeping record of each volunteer, where they're at with each study. Then we have a good history of what studies they've been in, involved in as well. Thanks so much for meeting with me, Emma. That's given some really great background. I'm sure everyone has a much better understanding about participant engagement now. Yeah, of course. And if anybody ever had any questions, I'm always happy to answer them. Yeah, no worries. Uh, but you have to bring snacks and coffee. Yes. After 10, wine will do. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks, Emma. <laughs> Thanks, Chris.